MasoraCast. Welcome to the latest edition of the MasoraCast. I'm your host, Dovecats, along with AriCast, and a very special, very special guest here today who needs to pick up the microphone in order to talk into it. There we go. We are pulling back the curtain at Camp Masora, the man behind the scenes who actually makes everything happen, not just during the summer, but all year round, the one and only Mr. Michael Pellico, joining us live on the MasoraCast. I did say your name right, correct? I did say it right? Yes, you did. Thanks, Dov. Pleasure to be here. How, how do you spell Pelico, by the way? P E L L L L Co. Co. I like that. I like that. Now, by the way, we we allowed him to come back from upstate. Yeah, I was gonna, I was going to say, there. doesn't he have to stay up in the igloo all year, the entire year? You you let him come back once in a while to stock yeah. up on supplies. Yeah, he has permission, and then uh, we allow him back. But thank God he drove back safe because he got into uh, his second accident for the second year in a row wow oh very everything all right what was that on on that what's that highway that goes on forever route eight no it wasn't something? yeah it was eight after uh, I got off the highway just uh, hit some uh, black ice and uh, sent the car you know rolling down the hill wow but, uh, all good thank all god. good thank god that's a, that's a bad spot to get into a car accident because there's no cell service the, that can area. you guys do anything about that it's like it's like we could put a man in the moon, but we cannot get well. We haven't done that in a while. We could put a man in the moon in like 1970, whatever it was, but we can't we can't get cell service in uh, between uh, Route 17 and Camp Masora. No, but we got satellite radio, so we do have satellite. Right, that is true. Um, but uh, you know, when you when you're doing that drive late at night and your your phone goes into no signal and there's no lights around, that's that's scary time. That's scary time. Let me tell you. Uh, for sure. But, you know, he, Michael went back and uh, all of his uh, camp friends and all of his neighbors, his close friends up in Guilford, New York, were uh, really took good care of him. That's awesome. So, so Michael, you stay up in camp the entire year. What is that like? It takes some uh, some getting used to. It's uh, it's a, it's an experience for sure. It's or, cold, probably. It now. is cold. It is cold. You... Uh, it's a different kind. It's a special kind of cold. Do you get to wear like those kind of clothes that you buy in like Bass Pro Shops, like yeah, that kind yeah, of stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when in Rome. I, w- I went into one of those places, and it, it's literally like being in another planet. Like, people actually wear this stuff, and then you realize that the majority of the country actually wears that stuff and shops in that store. Do you know what the number one selling car in the United States of America is by any chance? No. It's not a car. It's a truck. It's the Ford F-150. Is the number one selling vehicle. In the United States of America, I'm hoping that's what you got, now. and that that is what I had before. That's what you had before, and, and, that's, and that's what I'm getting again. God willing, because the majority of the country does not look like Teaneck or New Rochelle or uh, Cedarhurst or or Boca, but does look like Guilford, New York, is the majority of the United right. States of America. Wow! So you're up there all year, and uh, wait now. By the way, just so that you know, you talked about purchasing uh, things up there. You should know. You remember those flannel shirts that used to be in when we were, uh, when, like, elementary school? Yeah. We would wear those heavy flannel uh-huh. shirts. So in Guilford, New York, and Michael, you know, he wears that. That's his daily outfit. That's something very cool up there in Guilford, New York. They actually just did a commercial. I don't know if you guys saw it online, where it was hipster or lumberjack. <laughs> and they had basically these hipsters who were wearing those cool shirts trying to start a chainsaw, which I'm sure Michael could do. With his eyes closed, right, start a chainsaw, and all these hipster guys are like, couldn't even get the thing to turn over, let alone actually start. But you know, uh, so so he he dresses the part because he's he's up there, 
in the middle of uh, in the middle of nowhere, literally over the over the winter. How much snow does Guilford, New York, get over this? Summer? I mean, here we had what like a whopping half an inch last week, and like oh, oh my gosh, we got to shut down the schools and and snow phone calls at five o'clock in the morning. So, so upstate, it's obviously very different. You don't uh, expect to see blacktop from uh, October time to probably April time. Wow! So literally from. Almost the entire, almost the entire, the entire winter. fall slash winter season. It's, it's, it's snow. It snows up there, and people just you know go into full wheel drive, and that's why again the F one fifty is such a popular such a truck. Problem. And uh, you just you know trek your way through it. Do you have a snowmobile up there in camp? We have a snowmobile, yes. And you can actually use it. And we can actually use it. That's and, crazy. Uh, we uh, now the uh, it's beautiful up there. Now it's nice and serene and quiet, and uh, go ice fishing, you know. Ice fishing, wow. What, yeah. kind of, what kind of fish do they have in that lake? The same thing you have during the summer. You can get bass and trout, and uh, we have great, great fishing. We have people uh, that are always asking permission to you know, to use our lake, to come on. To uh, it's, it's, it's a cool thing, you know. Can you drive onto the lake at this so time? I, I wouldn't because I wouldn't want to you know, explain that to the it's insurance already, adjuster. It's already two cars down. Right. We don't need yeah, another one. I no. wouldn't want to explain that to the insurance adjuster, but, you know, people take... Uh, their you know gators or their wow. uh, you know uh, sports you know their ATVs on there all the time. This year it was very warm, but last year there were cars and vehicles going on that lake. Yeah, on on a, on a local lake in in Guilford, they actually uh, they race. You know they have different races. Um, that sounds like fun. Yeah, the fire department, local fire department takes their pickup truck, and uh, you know it's it, it's cool. It's 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 a cool thing to see. Wow. So in addition to being up there all year and overseeing all the construction that goes on this year, obviously, new dining room going up. We've all seen these incredible pictures. Uh, that must be hard to do when it gets cold to be banging wood and nails and stuff like that. You've got to watch your fingers when you're doing that. Yeah. That, that could be... Yeesh. You know, you brought up the dining room. Uh, you know, we've been joking around a lot, but, uh, you know, with all ser seriousness... Uh, Michael is truly an integral part of our camp and the whole process of getting ready for the summer. Uh, with on that massive property, 400 acres, without Michael, we would not be able to open up for the season or complete uh, any of our projects that we were able to do. With him being there, there's so much that goes in, uh, the ins and outs, that no one realizes, and it really is all due to Michael's credit. For instance, you know, knowing that it's more like 600 acres and 400 acres, that, but that, uh, yeah, what's 200 acres between friends? I'm trying to be modest. <laughs> <laughs> but is Michael pretty much the only camp from guy that lives up in a camp all year? Is that pretty much it? I think he is. There is. It happens to be. I think that the Norwich Hospital now has a from doctor. Really. Wow. He came to visit us uh, Correct, last right. summer. Yeah. Right, right, right. He was looking for some of the tuft uh, tuna fish, probably. Yeah, he That's did. He came for some good herring. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So Michael's up there all year overseeing all projects that go on in the camp, The obviously the back end of the facility, because essentially you guys are running a small city. Correct. I mean, there, are, there are, what, close to 1,000 people on campus over the summer between campers and staff. A little and more. We have, uh, it's a funny thing, because even, you know, in Guilford, everybody... You know, we're, we're known as the, the Jewish camp, you know. A lot of people don't know the name, but they know the Jewish, the Jewish camp, camp up there. You know, we're, uh, we're uh, at some point uh, throughout the Masora's history, somebody, uh, everybody in the town has, has worked for, uh, you know, Masora during uh, one function or another, whether it's construction or maintenance. We, um, we try to be good to our neighbors, and they're, uh, you know, they're, they're good to us in return. That's very, very important, I guess, to have to have essentially the camp is not just a camp in Guilford, New York, but it's a camp that's part of Guilford, New York, a part of the local community. Oh, absolutely. And Mi Michael makes uh, visits to uh, 
goes to the neighbors and uh, really great relationships come from that and you know we invite them over to our camp and we go over to and them. it's like hey can we borrow a couple of acres of your field to park like 700 cars tomorrow or something like that right that 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 happens right that did happen but now uh, now that's, Hashem, that's your parking lot we own it wow amazing so so and that was due to Michael also he that's amazing he made sure that we were able to pull that off so so having these relationships with the town with the town people and the local people are very important obviously to the function of the town uh, to the function of the camp over the summer but how about the important things like paper towels how do you get how many paper towels do you guys go through a summer and and I, I assume Michael you're in charge of that that's like what like nine gajillion paper towels how many paper towels does a camp uh, of a thousand people uh, go I, through? I think that uh, a lot of trees have have given their lives but so they're all it's all recycled here it's all recycled of yeah, course everything is naturally. recycled naturally we uh, we, we get uh, quite a lot we have an entire warehouse full of, uh, of paper goods that uh, we end up getting replenished uh, quite a few times during the summer I mean it's not just paper goods it's it's water it's it's uh, it's everything that goes into running a small city and essentially Michael is the uh, the Department of Public Works and uh, and everything else that comes that goes into running the city that is Camp Masora. Yeah, exactly. You know, people don't realize that you know you go through a very tough winter and all the pipes are off, everything's off. Making sure literally every pipe, thousands of pipes, and connecting to bunks, the showers, the toilets, every possible the gas scenario, lines, the the, the gas everything, line, everything's got to be checked through and through. We're talking about weeks and months of prep work. And making sure that the water is going through and everything's set so that kids, you know, we don't even realize, you know, you just walk in on the first thing, right. take a shower. How, did, how does how that, did that happen? happen? How did that happen? Because this place was covered in snow for eight months or whatever. So so that, that pipe needed to be emptied out before the winter came. Pipe needed to be turned on, gas turned on, electricity turned on. All those things needed to be reactivated, checked, gone through. New bunks needed to be constructed. Old bunks needed to be knocked down, building. All that has to happen. And so at this point, thank God, uh, I think we're all very happy to say that every single old bunk from the old Masora has, has, has been torn down and over oh, the past wow. three or four years every single camper attending Masora is in a, uh, a brand new bunk wow that's amazing we've built well over 30 uh, brand new staff cabins as well it's uh, we really are a true city in and of ourselves we are we are dependent we are we are excuse me we are not dependent on anything that the town has as far as water electricity you know, we, we really run our own show over there, and, and we're also um, capable of, of uh, keeping uh, camp of folk off a bit in an emergency. We have, uh, you know, enough um, protocols in place, you know, how we can foster water and the electricity and make sure that, uh, that we can still provide for 1,200 people when we're at uh, full capacity. That's unbelievable. Dove, I, I know you had some questions for Michael. Well, I mean, I, one of my questions was, I, I was in a camp where, uh, you know, there was a tree that went down, you know, like 20 miles away, and it took down the power, and it was like, oh my gosh, we're back in the Middle Ages or something like, you know, for, for days until they could get the local uh, power company to come. But you're telling me that Camp Masora is, is self-contained. That you guys could could make things work one way or the other up there. Correct. We have uh, we have a uh, a lot of generators that we have at key strategic locations that we can keep things up and running. And in fact, just talking about electrical, we um, you know another reason why uh, the town now loves us. We uh, for this uh, you know this huge dining room that we're building, we had to bring in you know some very very high electrical power to be able to uh, to keep the whole thing up and running. You mean it's not like an orange extension cord that exactly, you stretch from uh, from exactly. a bunk into the thing? So wow. we actually had to run power from 
15 miles away to be able to get um, you know three-phase service into camp and basically what we did is that we we, we uh, made it available now to everybody in Guilford who wow. would ever want to tap into that you know, so that's uh, something that certainly local businesses can uh, can enjoy the benefit from uh, from our uh, construction as well so they no longer have to turn off the television to run the blow dryer exactly. in certain places, basically exactly. wow that's amazing so here Missoura not only is it a great camp it's also a very integral part Integral, integral, how do you pronounce that? Integral, but whatever. An important part of the local livelihood in uh, Guilford, New York. So tell us a little bit more about, about running a small city. What Besides, the obviously, the facilities, the gas, the water, the, the, the sewage, all that stuff, getting that working, what else is involved in running a camp the whole summer? you got, you got to order a million things and be stocked and ready to go with that. You have to have staff available to clean the camp, prep the camp, make the camp, move the camp. All those things have to happen. And, and that, that how, do, how do you do it all? What, yeah, we have, when do you we have really, I, I don't. We, we, have, uh, we have a really, hopefully not home driving. <laughs> we, uh, we have a great staff that, uh, that comes in, helps us with, uh, with housekeeping. It's, it's been the same crew for about, what, four or five years now? Yeah. Great crew. They're, 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 they're excited to come back. Um, we have... Uh, you know, people that are doing sanitation. We have, you know, I think everybody, everybody within the operations maintenance, you know, understands that, you know, everything has to be done behind the scenes and has to work and must be accomplished. And nobody realizes all that goes into making it happen. Right. I mean, I just, just on a personal level, I did uh, when we did what was it? It was Zimriar, where you had uh, the the uh, the dome had just been used for some event, and there was, you know, the, the stuff left over from that event. And we were like, uh, you know, what's going to happen? And someone called, Michael, we need that. Within five minutes, there were like 300 people, benches, cleaning, this, that. And it looked like a whole different room. Literally, the, the turnover was astounding. And I know that Michael at that same time was dealing with, you know, who knows what other stuff that had come up at that day. So it's really, really unbelievable that uh, as the director of public works of Camus I guess would be the... Uh, the best way to put it, you really have a, you really have a, a handle on everything that goes on. But I've heard that there's a very special program at Camp Missouri that that really has a, a special place in your heart. Is is it true that that Yahad and Michael Pellico are, are are inseparable? Is that true? Yeah, absolutely. You know, Camp Missouri and the Yahad program have an extremely close relationship. It's uh, it's you know a really very special experience that we get to have. You know, kids with, you know, special needs that are coming and being a part and incorporated into bunks and under the direction of Hani Herman, she does an awesome time. Last year, my wife and I got to do um, circle time uh, with Yachad. It was really a very uh, moving and special experience and that we're looking forward to very much for uh, this coming summer. You know, Michael's really great. Also, he's done uh, construction prog uh, projects uh, with Yachad, and uh, he maintains a really great relationship with all the Yachad participants, the vo vocational workers, who, um, you know, he speaks to them throughout the year via Facebook, and and they call him, and, and they're very appreciative of uh, all the work that they've done and the achievements together. I mean, I, I've seen that the, the Yachad kids in Masora are almost like celebrities. It's unbelievable. Like, they're, they're friends with everybody who loves being with them, hanging out with them, doing stuff with them. It's really a very special program and, and something that uh, Masora is is at the forefront of camps in integrating these kids into their, their every, everyday regular programming. It's really something very special. So what else do we need to know about, about running a camp? What what would you say is, is the is the most challenging part of being the guy behind the scenes, making keeping a camp running? So I, I think the hardest part is is coordinating 
between every department and everyone has their own agenda and everyone has their own requests and and you know it just it's really it's like organized chaos almost you have to be able to look at all the problems triage them deal with them on a priority basis and keep in mind that as stressful and as crazy as things get we're there to see that all the campers have a great time so it's more just like hey i need a roll of tape versus hey there's a there's a toilet stuffed in bunk 17 versus hey they're out of paper towels in the uh, in the infirmary all that stuff at the end of the day comes back to you is what you're saying correct so again it means having a really good staff and you know throughout the summer we 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 keep on staff uh plumbers electricians contractors everyone to deal with any kind of structural issues or or mechanical things that would go wrong throughout the camp we have you know obviously the housekeeping that deals with uh, all that and it's you know somehow it all comes back to you somehow somehow yeah. you know you know it's interesting because the paper towels the stuff towel, all those things are so minimal in what's really going on in the day-to-day that in any operation you know that you're successful if if none of the employees the kids your staff and any business even know what's going on. Right. They don't know that a um, that an oven is out or if there's a sewage backup or if there's anything like that that could potentially happen. I think Michael's greatest strength is that he's able to solve it, solve it quick, and that never affects any single department in care. Or even the good things like how the benches got in the place that they're supposed to be on time or how the milk delivery came at 3 o'clock in the morning or how, uh, you know, how the freezers are still running uh, during uh, a power outage from a thunderstorm or something crazy. So all this stuff happens seamless in the background. And basically, Michael's the guy that does that. Yeah. That is unbelievable. That's we can't thank him. He also has a, a great wife that allows him to uh, to work with us and to uh, to be up in the camp supervising throughout the year. That's, so that's we thank Elisa for that also. Yes, we do. Wow. So this is this is pretty this is pretty cool behind the scenes kind of stuff. What would you say is the most fun part of your job besides driving a snowmobile, which I don't think any other from guy in the world gets to do ever because we don't. But what is the most fun part of Michael Pellico's job being director of operations or whatever you want to call yourself at, at Camp Missouri? The whole year, what the one thing that sticks out to you is like, wow, this is the best. So the cool part is, is that, you know, it isn't it isn't the five towns. It's not T-neck. It's it's the the. Being, you know, upstate in the, you know, beautiful outdoors and, and really having, you know, just some, you know, alone time, whether it's to, uh, you know, do some fishing or, you know, go shooting or, you know, whatever it is. It's, it's really uh, it's something that, uh, you know, are the quiet perks of the job. You're basically an Alaska reality show without being in Alaska is what you are, essentially. Correct. Except there are hopefully no grizzly bears. That, that's very scary. All these guys walking around like, you know, there's grizzly bears chasing them. All the Alaska shows. I hope up there there's no grizzly Nothing. bears. No, no grizzlies. Wow. No, no. We're wow. very fortunate. Michael has a big backyard. That's, that's really pretty much it. And if when Ari Katz is up there, he hears a noise outside his door, he knows who to call. My Capelico, hey, there's something scratching on my door trying to get in, right? That has happened a few times. <laughs> but actually, I thought, Michael, you were going to say the famous, f- th- th- your favorite part of uh, being upstate is walking into the canteen and taking your daily chip, which is from Batya's canteen. Yes, yes. Well, that's during the summer, thanks to uh, Sherry Dubin's account. It always gets <laughs> charged on her account, and uh, I thank her. I'm sure she's probably still pondering why she has a $500 balance in the canteen. But um, do you even have to keep freezers on over the winter, or it's so cold you don't? Or you no, everything gets shut off. Everything gets shut off, and um, 
you know, properly winterized. Wow. You know, for instance, though, if you don't, you don't, you know, what we don't, what you guys don't know, we don't really publicize because it's just not, you know, attractive or we can't put it on a website or, or a flyer is that, you know, you know, for instance, Dari has, uh, you know, seen that, uh, that, that we've grown our infrastructure. That we've uh, we've invested over a quarter of a million dollars over the past five years in you know septic upgrades alone. That again, that's not something that you could you know boast to parents. So it's really, you know, the fact that we're able to give kids an experience and really have, you know, state of the art uh, facilities. It's it, it's a really really cool thing, and I'm really happy to be a uh, part of this. So literally in the middle of nowhere, you've got this fully modernized campsite, which you know a little city that runs by itself um, uh, in the middle of a, of a town that frankly. Doesn't have a lot of these amenities, but the the camp has brought those amenities to the town, which is really incredible, and and created an oasis. I would say not in the in the desert, but it's not the desert, but in the middle of uh, Guilford, New York, that is uh, a beautiful place and and a fun place for for kids to spend their summers. and And as a parent of a camper, that uh, that's that's something that's very exciting. And uh, I, I will say that the the new bunks are just really spectacular, really really beautiful. Now every kid in camp is in a new bunk. Staff members are almost across the board in, in new new facilities, and this year we got a brand new dining room coming. What what are the plans for this dining room besides being a great place to eat? Is there any other stuff going to happen in there? Is the canteen nearby? How's that going to sure. work? Sure, the canteen is, is is being built right now on the on the lower level. It's uh, again state of the art. It's going to be a really cool and fun place to hang out. Also, we're having you know special speakers and TVs with karaoke it's it's really going to be an awesome awesome experience for the kids you know and, and the dining room being now across uh, the, from the dome in the middle of camp it allows us now to have more programs in there and, and some events and Friday night tishes and um, you know certain night programs that we wouldn't have normally had because it's going to be the center uh, hub of the camp because it's literally in the center. Yeah, exactly. And we have a new uh, service road, I understand, kind of behind the dome, which will make it a lot easier for things to be transported throughout camp uh, without affecting at all uh, the everyday, you know, back and forth. Correct. Not um, a single car needs to, or truck needs to drive on the main road. But golf carts, on the other hand, that's come on. Of course, golf carts. Golf carts, I like it. And no, no, no hoverboards. Since we started doing this show, hoverboards yeah. kind of came and went really fast. You know, they pulled them from Amazon now. They're gone. I that's it. You don't really see kids running them all. Well, that's because they all either, 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 God forbid, they caught fire or somebody got really hurt on them. So, Dove, I think Ari Katz owns a hoverboard. Yeah, well, I think he's going to not bring it up to camp because yeah. it's not, not a good idea. It's Although, been in the closet the last <laughs> few months. <laughs> I hope you unhook the battery, though. Okay? Yes, we definitely do. Good. Um, all right. So, uh, Michael Pellico, Mister Mister Misora, behind the scenes. Anything else you uh, you want to talk about? Already? Yeah, just uh, the reunion coming up. Uh, I believe that's March sixth. Um, exciting uh, reunion. Are there going to be cool swag? Very cool. Very cool swag with actual water. ninjas. You're having ninjas yeah. doing throwing. Ninja oh, warriors. ninja warriors. Okay. Ninja warriors putting on a big show over there. That stuff happens to be really cool. It is really cool. Just it's the kind of thing that as an adult you do it. Like you do one event and then one thing, and then the next morning you wake up and you're like, oh my exactly. gosh, I can't feel my arms anymore. But, but the kids, kids the great. kids are like jumping all over the place like it's nobody's business. <laughs> but um, should Amer be a great time. Great food. Get to see all your friends. A lot of kids are coming from different states. Is so. registration still open? 
Uh, we actually closed it last night. We may be able to s- s- sneak a few in here or there. Sneak but, a few uh, in. Okay, but I'm sure everyone registered already. Because yeah. it was like, we only got like 75,000 emails about it. And, that's the, and that really cool stick figure of whatever her name is. Sarah, was. Jake, they're all coming. They're all, co- they're all coming. They're all coming. That, that's, that's, typically, that's, that's how this thing goes. They, uh, you know, everything gets filled up and then the waiting list starts. And then uh, I get, you know, hit in May, April time. Michael, let's build another bunk. Let's build know? another bunk. Come on. How, how fast How fast can you get a bunk up in, in normal weather? How fast? In normal weather yeah start to finish full crew in a month wow that's unbelievable he's a miracle worker. He's a miracle. That's, that's unbelievable there are houses in Bergenfield that have been you know being built for the last 17 years but this guy can put up a bunk for 20 something kids in, in, in a month that's unbelievable with no snow though well even you know what even with you know, six weeks snowed in June time literally yeah Right, late May, early June. Yeah, it's yeah, the uh, the uh, North Shore effect, right? Is that's that what it is? Lake Lake, lake side, side effect, Lake side effect, whatever. Side effect. You you do have some fascinating weather patterns up there in Guilford because oh, yeah. you're high, but you're actually are you lower technically because you're kind of in the I don't know. So we're higher. We're we're actually camp is is, is at the, the top of the mountain, so we we end up getting you know all the fun weather. That's really cool, and it's it's one of the one of the reasons that the Missouri has such a great breeze all the time is you get that that wonderful wind coming down over the lake, um, really making the bunks very comfortable year round. Wow, this has been this has been really informative. We learned about paper towels, upgraded septic lines, water lines, gas lines, electricity, how not to drive your car during the snow, um, and all sorts of other fun stuff. And uh, this is this has really been cool. Anything else you want to tell us, Michael, before we close out the show? Any special messages you want to send out to the uh, Camp Missoura uh, uh, alumni or, or staff world? Shout-outs. Shout-outs. Just to say that, you know, we're really, really excited for summer 2016. we got a lot of great, awesome stuff planned from the new dining room that everybody knows about to a brand-new aerobics room. And we're doing, you know, some fantastic upgrades that we're going to still leave uh, to, to be, uh, you know, unveiled uh, in the coming months. And uh, I hope to see you all in Guilford, July fourth, in, in Circle Time with uh, Michael Palacone's wife. That's, that's right. going to be awesome. First Shabbos, first Shabbos, baby. That's, that's, that's it. That's it's looking, beautiful. Looking forward. All right. Uh, on behalf of uh, Ari Katz, I guess I'm Dove Katz, and uh, that's Michael Pellico. This has been Mesorocast episode number five. We're going to try to do uh, another couple of ones. We took a little hiatus while Ari was, you know, having uh, um, parlor meetings in every place that it didn't snow. If there was snow, Ari Katz managed to be in another country or state. He miraculously had to go where it was warmer and not snowing. And uh, unfortunately, he and the cats had to shovel at, you know, 6 o'clock in the morning to get the kids off to school. But That's right. it's, it's okay. It's okay. It happens. It happens. No, it happens. Just happened to work out that Ari Katz has missed every major snowstorm for the last four years. But no, <laughs> it's all good. I heard there's a, a, in Barbados, I heard there's going to be a parlor meeting soon. That's yes. A, yes. You heard, you heard yeah, about that. Exactly. A new large community now just started up. It's going to be great. They actually, there's a wedding I heard. They need a major. They need a major. Yeah. Maybe we'll go to Barbados. Maybe we'll go to Barbados. I'm Dove Katz. He's Michael Pellico. He's Ari Katz. This has been Missourcast number five, and we'll see you next time.
Yeah, boy, 